Hi there, welcome to Claim the Stage, a podcast about public speaking and speaking up. If you struggle with saying what you want to say on stage, on camera, or in conversation, you're in the right place. I'm Angela Lucier, your host. I'm also an author, professional speaker, and CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. If you want to practice the tips you learn on this podcast, you can check out a Speaker Sisterhood club as a guest for free. Learn more at speakersisterhood.com. Hey, welcome back to Claim the Stage. Again, I'm sorry I, I missed last week. I am moving for the first time in nine years, which means I have so much work to do. Have you moved lately? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> moving is the worst. <laughs> and I have managed to cram things into every closet, every crevice, every corner of this house. And now I'm finding everything. On the upside, I am actually finding things I thought I lost a long time ago. So that's kind of cool. But it turns out I have a lot more stuff than I thought. And I am in the process of purging so much stuff. And in the process of purging, I came up with an idea for this episode. So today is all about simplicity and getting rid of stuff, subtracting things in order to make what you have left more effective and more powerful. If you've ever gone through a purge in the process of moving, then you know you've had to ask yourself over and over and over again, do I want this? Is this important? Do I love this? Kind of like the Marie Kondo way, does this bring me joy? And in the process of asking yourself that question, you start to really get to know what's important to you, right? And those are the same questions you should be asking yourself when you're putting together a speech for your audience. You always want to ask, is this important? Does this matter? Does this bring me joy? Does this bring my audience joy? Is this something that will help them? And in in this purging process is what helps you to cut down your talk into something that really matters. So I want to talk to you today about my three tips that will help you to keep your talk simple and make the biggest difference and really, really connect with the people who are sitting in front of you. And I want to share a couple examples from my last, I guess, couple weeks of going through my attic and my basement and all my closets. (laughs) I live in a Victorian house that even though the livable space is listed as like 1800 square feet, you know, in all four floors, it's like 4,000 square feet of space, which I have now looked at and (laughs) reviewed extensively in the last two weeks. And so I want to go into some of these tips with the examples from what I've been thinking about as I'm going through like every element of my life and all my history and all the stuff I've brought with me this far into my, my lifetime. So I decided I was going to have a free tag sale yesterday. You may be asking yourself, what's a free tag sale? I was asked this question many times yesterday, and it's basically um, I'm giving away all this stuff, and I didn't know what else to call it. I wanted to make it obvious that I was going to have stuff outside on my lawn, but that they wouldn't have to pay for it. So I called it a free tag sale. And I've been looking forward to having a tag sale for a long time because I love the uh, the poster 
element of the, the tag sale, like the flyers that you hang around your neighborhood. I go for walks all the time and I'm always so fascinated by how people make their flyers for their tag sale. <laughs> I can always tell if someone has a background in marketing or not by the way they make their flyer. <laughs> I'm like, that text is way too small. That paper is way too small. They put way too much information. Someone driving by could never read that. Or wow, that person knows what they're doing. They made a giant sign and it's the right color. And I don't know, I, maybe I'm judgmental, but I really, <laughs> I really enjoy looking at what they put on the sign and what they choose as most important and what they leave off. And so I've been thinking about what I would put on my tag sale sign for like 20 years. So I was so ready when I, when I decided to have a tag sale. My next thought was, oh, I get to make flyers. <laughs> So I went to the dollar store the other day and I found these big yellow poster boards. You've probably seen, you know, just like really big um, poster paper. It's pretty thick, it's fluorescent yellow. And I grabbed some giant black Sharpie markers and blue and I cut the poster board in half. So, you know, pretty, pretty big piece of paper. And I just put a few words on, there are four words on my posters, free tag sale, with an arrow pointing in the direction of my house, and then the word now. <laughs> so I gave the what, I gave the when, and I gave the where. And I wrote in smaller text my address, but I knew that people would be able to find it because the, the arrow points in the direction of the next sign with the arrow, which then points to my house. So it was very easy to find, and I put it only in high traffic areas, and I put a sign on each side of the uh, post, so I could get traffic coming from both sides. And then I put a sign on my house that said, free tag sale here now. And then I put another sign on my house that said, everything is free. Because I assumed that when people got there, they'd probably be asking me constantly, how much is this? How much is this? And I figured, you know, we'll just cut down on any confusion. I don't know about you, but I've followed signs to a tag sale and then I thought I was at that person's tag sale only to find out I was at someone else's tag sale. And the tag sale I was trying to get to was like four houses down, but I missed it because I didn't know who which tag sale to go to. Not that I wouldn't go to both, but I just wanted people to know they were in the right place so that the signs on my house matched the ones that were in the street. And it was like a whole extra side job just to think about the posters and what I wanted them to say. So simple, all about keeping it really simple. I just said, it's it's going on right now. Like no times, like you don't need to put all that information. People are driving by. They're not going to like make an appointment to come to your house in three days to go to a tag sale. If they see a big sign that says free stuff now, they're going to come look at it. So we had more traffic on my street yesterday than I've ever seen. And almost I got rid of almost every single thing I put out there. And there was a lot. I, I think there were four boxes of stuff left by the end of it all uh, yesterday. So if you're, if you're doing a purge, I recommend. <laughs> if it's all about just getting rid of stuff, do the free tag sale. But I bring that up because the way that you talk about what you do and the way that you get people excited about it matters. And keeping it really simple in the marketing is where it all starts. So thinking about what problem you're solving for people and how to make it attractive to them is the beginning of getting them to want to see you speak or listen to your podcast or buy your program. 
And so it starts with you thinking about your audience and thinking about what matters to them. What are the problems you're solving for them? What do they need? What are their goals? What are their fears? What are their challenges? And then working backwards to decide how you want to talk about what you do. So when I think about what I sell, you know, in the speaking world, I know that there are three things that are really, really important when it comes to speaking content, mindset, and delivery. And now I have, now that I know it's like everything kind of revolves around those three things, then I have to work backwards to think about how I'm going to fill in content that solves problems for people around those topics. Because I don't think anyone would come to a talk that just said, like, learn about content, mindset, and delivery. Like, that's just not really interesting. But if I made a talk that said five ways to overcome your fear of public speaking and then fill in content that has to do with those three things, that would be interesting. So we always have to think about where we're meeting our audience and what we're doing, what we're, where we're going to take them in the talk. So my first thing in my three things today is if I could only tell someone three things about my, uh, my topic, what would they be? Like three solutions you could offer someone, almost like an elevator pitch for your work, but not your job title and your, what your business does, but what are the three solutions you offer people? And when you can narrow everything down to such a simple kind of value proposition, it becomes so easy to work out from there to create content because you've really got to the heart of what it is that you do and how you help people. And then that helps you to craft talks that are really simple and clear and always come back to your core mission and core message. So I always come back to content, mindset, and delivery. Like today's podcast episode about simplicity and purging, it's about content, right? So you you have all these topics underneath your key topics that you can choose, but you always want to make sure you come back to like, what are the three things that are at the core of my work? And then you can create talks around that. And you can even create a talk that has those three things in it. Like I have a talk called Discover Your Power Voice. And in that talk, I talk about these three things, content, mindset, and delivery. And it's really fun because you can constantly tweak how you talk about them. You can constantly tweak the stories that go with the takeaways. And you can throw in different exercises. It's it's kind of like this fluid uh project that you're just always adding to and working on because you've gotten really clear on what it is that you're offering people. So that's number one. If you could only tell someone three things, what would they be and work from there? Number two, storytelling. I want to talk about storytelling because storytelling can go off the rails really quickly if you don't know where you're taking your audience. And I think everyone has that friend Like when they text you and say, hey, want to get dinner Friday night? Your first thought is, oh, I don't, can I sit and listen to this person ramble on and on for 30 minutes about their coworker and their coworker's life and divorce and all the stuff going on with them? And right, we always, we know these people who, who go on and on about these stories that are going on in their life because they aren't able to kind of rein it in and just get to the point. And when you're, storytelling, you want to use vivid details so that you can get 
the imagery and really bring your audience into it, but you want to get rid of those unnecessary details. And and we have friends who, you know, maybe they're not professional speakers or storytellers and they just, they get bogged down in all kinds of details about the person's haircut and what they eat for lunch. And it's like, okay, get to the point. What are, where are we going with this? <laughs> so you always want to make sure that when you're telling a story in your speech, that you're painting the picture, but not losing the point of where you're going. So you always want to ask yourself when you're thinking about how you want to craft a story, is this relevant? If it's not, you want to get rid of it. And and so you can write the story out before you start practicing it verbally and then look at the details you chose to include and just always ask yourself, is this important? Is this relevant to what I'm sharing? And if it's not, you just kind of, you drop it. And you might think, oh, this is really fun for me to tell, but is it important for the audience to know? Really, really important. And your audience will thank you for it because they want you to get to the point. (laughs) And the stories are there to help back up a bigger message. So you're just using it for an illustration of the takeaway. It's not the whole speech. So that's number two. Use the vivid details like smells and sights and sounds and colors and what was the weather like and what, what where were you and what time of day was it. Things that matter that help bring people into the story, but don't go on forever. Number three, less is more. If you can make simple, clear points and reinforce them throughout your speech, Your audience will thank you for it because they will know where you are taking them. Have you ever sat in the audience of like a one hour workshop and left there with your head spinning because the speaker threw so much information at you, never clarified the main goal of the talk and didn't even really wrap up in a way that made any sense to you? Yeah, I've been to many talks like that. And it's so frustrating because you feel like you just lost an hour of your life because now you don't know what to do next. So when you're the speaker, you want to make sure your audience knows where you're going and what the purpose is of what you're sharing. So that means you need to do the work behind the scenes to decide what are my three key takeaways and what and where am I going to take my audience? What's point A, where they are today, and what's point B, where they will be at the end of the speech? And you want to reinforce it as you go, in the beginning, in the middle, and in the end. Last week, I ran a webinar called Build Your Brand Through Speaking. And when we advertised the webinar, we put in the promo for three things. Learn how to find speaking engagements that get you in front of your target audience. Learn how to build a talk that connects, inspires, and converts your audience into customers. And learn how to create marketing materials that get attention from event organizers so you can get booked. Really clear, three things, learn how to find speaking gigs, learn how to build a talk, learn how to get booked, okay? So throughout the talk, when we first started, I said, hey, today, here's, here are the three things you're going to learn. So everyone's all ramped up. I'm going to learn how to find a gig, build a talk, and get booked. Great. And then as we're going through it, I continue to reinforce, here's point number one, give the information and the stories they need, and then reiterate that was point number one. Point number two. And then say the thing, reiterate point number two. And then at the end, 
when you've said all three points, you say, so here are the three things you learned today. And you go through them again. And now by the time the talk is over, everyone has heard what the three points are at least four times. Everyone's crystal clear. And now you have to say, what are the three things you're going to do when you leave here today? Or what's the one thing you're going to do when you leave here today? Now everyone is building an action plan for themselves to take with them as they leave. And if you have time in your talk, which I highly recommend building into, so the talk so that you do have time for it, is to ask everybody to, if you have a small enough group, to state out loud their one action step when they leave there today. Because it not only helps them to say it out loud and kind of cement for them what they're going to do next, but also helps the group to be reminded of all the potential steps they could be taking that they maybe weren't, they didn't hear as clearly, or they forgot about because you said it 20 minutes ago. And so now you're creating more steps for other people to write down like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to try that too. And you're helping build community by showing that everybody there is is going to do something with what they learned. And if you have a large group, like if you're presenting on Zoom and you have 200 people on a webinar and you're not, you can't look at them and you can't have them give that feedback, just have them write it in the chat box because it helps with accountability and again with that community building element. So keeping it really simple and focused and then asking everyone to take one action step at the end is what will help you to create something that's effective and has an, a big impact. And this is one of the reasons why I decided to reformat my podcast to just be three things every episode, because I think we can get really overwhelmed with the amount of information out there. And we maybe you're driving home from work and you're like, oh, that was a great podcast. I, I want to try some of that stuff. And then you go in the house and you make dinner and totally forget everything you just heard. And I think if I can keep the podcast shorter and more clear and focused, then there's better chance that you'll take action on some of the things you're learning. So today we talked about three things. One, if I could only tell someone three things, what would they be? And then work from there. Two, when you're storytelling, use vivid details, but don't get lost in unnecessary details. Don't lose the point and ask yourself, is this relevant? And number three, less is more. Keep it simple with clear points and reinforce them throughout your speech. So this is my podcast that came from purging lots of stuff in my house over the last couple weeks and reminding myself as I go that I don't need to have four yoga mats. You know, I don't need to have five file cabinets full of paperwork from the last 20 years of my life. <laughs> Keep it simple. Only take the stuff that you need, the stuff that matters, and life feels a lot easier and you can focus and do the things that you care about instead of being bogged down by all the stuff that doesn't matter. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you have any ideas for upcoming episode topics, or if you want to recommend any guests, please feel free. You can email me at Angela at speakersisterhood.com. I haven't done a live coaching episode in a while, but if you are looking for, if you want to like send a, a question you have about public speaking, I, I could either answer it on an upcoming episode or we could do another live coaching one if I get some questions. So you can always email me, Angela at speakersisterhood.com. That does it for me this week, you guys. Thanks for listening. Happy speaking out there. And as always, stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time.